Hey everybody, this is Joe McCall and I'm with a good friend of mine. This is the REI In Your Car podcast. And I'm with Sean McCloskey. Sean is actually in the car with me. How you doing, Sean? Hey, what's going on, man? Not much. We are actually driving. Those of you that don't know, Sean is a good friend of mine. I've interviewed him at least three or four times on the podcast. And he lives like five minutes from my house. We're kind of in the west suburbs, kind of in the woods, in the hills. And uh, he's got this awesome house. And it's about five minutes from where I live. And so... Sometimes we'll actually, he'll come over to my house since my internet is so much better than his. And I, I like to rub it in. Ah, uh, the joys of living out in the country. No internet. Right. Now, I didn't have high-speed internet until maybe three or four months ago, and he still doesn't have it. So I, I, every opportunity I have, I rub it in a little bit. But uh, those This podcast are, is being recorded in 1983, by the way. At least it feels <laughs> like that when I say that. Well, the... Uh, uh, I'm, we're in my car. We're actually just driving around. Those of you who are familiar, we're just kind of driving around um, Babbler State Park. Because uh, Sean and I work together, and sometimes he'll come over to my home office to, uh, to get access to the Internet, to steal, to steal my Internet. And, uh, but we, we're working um, on a new workshop, a coach training workshop, and you've heard us talk about it before. And I just wanted to talk with Sean about it. And I thought, hey, let's just get in the car and drive around while we talk about it. And um, so let me just tell you a little bit about Sean. Uh, When I first got started into real estate around 2006, 2007, Sean was doing a ton of short sales in St. Louis. And he had a real estate brokerage and was working with a lot of investors. He was probably one of the biggest, most active wholesalers and investors in St. Louis at the time. And so a lot of people, you know, looked up to him and he started coaching people way back then in 2007. Is that about right, Sean? 2007? Yeah, 2007, yeah. And so I was getting started into it. I was still, this is two, still about two years before I quit my job. And my wife actually got her license and hung her license with Sean's office and then I would go to his coaching meetings. And, um, I mean, you weren't even charging anything at the time, were you, Sean? I mean, it was just the, I had a real estate brokerage, so it was one of those things where all of the agents that were in my office, I had 17 real estate agents that hung their real estate license at our office. And so all of those agents got to come to my office twice a month. Uh, it was like, I remember, maybe Wednesday nights or something like that at 5 o'clock. Was it during the lunch? It was during the lunch hour, wasn't it? I think at one point we did lunch hours, and then after that we did dinner, and some people could make some. Anyway, we, we just got together a couple times a month, and it ended up being a, a resource where people could come together. And I thought it was going to be strictly people come together, they share their deals, they wholesale deals to each other. But more often than not, it ended up being sort of a coaching session. Um, and, and quite frankly, the only reason it turned into that is because... I had built a business where I was flipping about 70 or 80 houses a year and nobody else, at least in that group, was doing that many deals. So it ended up being a lot of questions shot at me and, and uh, answer questions and go back and forth. So I didn't intend on it being a coaching program, but that's kind of what it turned into. And you were really, really good at it. I mean, Sean, it was, I don't know if it was something you were naturally good at or if you're working really hard at, but 
you had a lot of great success with students that were actually doing deals, but you were kind of burning the candle at both ends, yeah. weren't you? I mean, you were extremely busy, and you were hardly not even getting paid at all, at all to do all the coaching you were doing, right? Right. Uh, well, and, and I don't know that I was any good at it. I think I just had a heart that I really wanted to see other people succeed. And as a result of that, I, I spent some time with some of the people that were in the group, men and women, and we started to see some success from some of them. But like you said, I wasn't getting paid for anything I was doing. I mean, we had these two meetings a month. I was answering questions left and right. And every agent that was in my office had to pay $75 a month to have their license held with our brokerage. But that was for their license being held with the brokerage. That wasn't for coaching. So yeah, technically I wasn't charging anything for coaching, but I wanted to see them succeed badly enough to where I was, I was spending a lot of time with these people and they were succeeding. And so eventually there was, there was this little mixture of, I was completely excited and totally blown away that these people were actually doing what I taught them to do and they're actually making money with it. And so there's the excitement of that, but there was always the inner conflict of, man, I'm help, I'm starting to help these people enough where it's actually negatively affecting my own business. And so there was this, this over time, it didn't happen right away, but over time there was this little I don't want to say resentment, but something like that, where it was like, man, I'm helping some of these people go do deals, and I'm, I'm actually doing less deals as a result of, well, and, and, of spending so much time helping them, and it started to be a little bit of a challenge. And you were also way too much accessible. Or too, uh, it was too easy to get a hold of you, wasn't it? I mean, everybody had your cell phone number. They would call you on the evenings. They'd call you on the weekends, and it, it kind of came a little draining, wasn't it? That's why. I mean, I had zero boundaries. It was call me whenever you want, and, and my heart wanted to help enough to where when the phone did ring, and it was Joe or one of the other 16 agents there, I would answer the phone every single time. And so, you know, I think now I've learned that you can help people and you can still have boundaries in place. Matter of fact, now with some of the principles that I have been teaching over the years with Life and Air, I have to have a life or else I can't teach other people how to have a life. So I have to have boundaries in place now if I want to teach my students how to have a great life and run a business. It starts by the teacher having a great life and running a business. So I still want to help, but now I have boundaries in place as to when I help. And there's structures that go along with that to where I can still help other people. I can still have a blast doing it, but it doesn't run my life. And if, in case you're wondering what all that noise is, this is not Sean's car. <laughs> <laughs> in, we're in my beast and it's very loud. This is such a gorgeous drive here, isn't it, Sean? It's awesome, man. Uh, but anyway, so I've learned a lot from Sean, starting with the actual real estate business and getting started into real estate. Sean was one of my first coaches and mentors. I really never got into short sales, which was Sean's specialty, but I learned a ton from Sean about how to make offers and how to talk to sellers and how to negotiate and the importance of marketing. And yeah, so over the years, Sean and I kind of became friends and I was part of Life in Air for a long time, and I've seen the impact literally on thousands of people's lives through Life in Air. Life in Air is a program that I strongly recommend and endorse and support. And Sean has just been a really, really good coach. I mean, if I know I know a lot of people in the industry, a lot of people that have been coaching for a long time have large coaching businesses. And I, I've looked at what Sean has done through his real estate coaching, through life and air coaching. And I don't think there's anybody in, better in the industry that's doing it. Him and Steve Cook have uh, just really done a fantastic job and had have had a huge impact in a lot of people's lives. And so 
Well, I just want to add, you know, when I got started too, there is absolutely no way I would have been able to get to flipping 70 houses, 80 houses a year without having to coach myself. I got started and there was a guy named Tony Russo that took me in under his wing when I first got started. Tony actually just passed away in the last four or five months. And, uh, but he was a great mentor to me. And then I had another guy named Tim Grimmett here locally in St. Louis. And Tim also took me in under his wing. And it, it wasn't, I mean, here, I had been saying that I wanted to do real estate deals for years and I hadn't done it. And matter of fact, I, I've been saying I wanted to quit my job. I hadn't done that. And it wasn't until I finally got a mentor that I actually quit my job and I actually started doing my first deals. Now, I didn't get a coach right off the bat. And of course, on my very first deal, I some people say, well, I don't want to pay for coaching. I don't want to pay for education. Well, I lost about $87,000 on my first deal because I hesitated getting a coach and getting some education. And so now I have the belief that, you know, I'm going to pay for an education one way or the other. <laughs> I might as well pay somebody who's been there and done that. And so that's what I did. And, there, and I have never looked back. And I've had some really, really good teachers over the years. I've had some mediocre teachers over the years. But I will tell you, I would not be where I am today without a coach. And I'll, I'll tell you, you know, over the years when I started working with Joe, you know, he's brand new. He still has a job at the time. I'm trying to figure out how to help him quit his job. And now look at him. You know, I mean, you guys know Joe. He has surpassed what I've been able to do. So it's really cool to be able to do what you do and eventually see the students. Uh, hopefully the job is that they surpass what you're doing and they end up kicking butt way more than you. But, uh, you know, Joe's done that. Well, and that's so cool, too, because I have students now that I've coached that are now coaching other people as well. And so the money's great, but it's more. what's more exciting is the impact and the difference you can make in people's lives, the friendships that you make and, and how you can can just make a difference, right? Help people learn how to make money in real estate, but then also get trained, I mean, get get paid to help them learn how to make money in real estate. So the we wanted to do a podcast here just talking about it again. We are creating a new workshop. We've done this, we did this a few months ago, had a lot of great success. We'll talk about that in just a minute here. Um, but if you're interested in getting some more information about this workshop we're doing, go to this website, thecoachtrainers.com, thecoachtrainers.com. We are going to train just 12 people sometime in the next 30 to 60 days. Don't know the dates yet, and we'll explain how that all works. But we're going to be training some new people on how to run their own coaching business. Um, but I remember, Sean, when I was starting to, I'd, I'd been doing deals for a couple years and I wanted to do what you do. I wanted to also coach and help people. And I remember very clearly sitting down with you at a Panera or a St. <laughs> Louis bread company yeah. and you giving me some advice on what to do and how to get started. And, and uh, I remember it was tough. You know, I, I, I remember you and Steve Cook and some others really challenging me to make sure that this was something that I wanted to do and it wasn't just for the money you were really pushing me hard to make the decision on um, that this is something I really wanted to devote my time and resources to because it's not a it's not a walk in the park right it's not a uh, it's an, not an easy business to start and it takes a lot of dedication and devotion and I knew I wanted to do it and I remember very clearly you helping me at the beginning, kind of design and create my You're coaching. You're talking about program. for coaching specifically, not for real estate. Coaching for real estate. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And uh, 
that was really foundational and important for me. Well, and, and we talked about the whole. It's got to be if you're going to start coaching. It's got to be more than just the money that you do it for. Because if it's the money, and that's the primary reason you're doing it, people can smell that a mile away. And nobody wants to hire a coach who looks at them as dollar signs, right? right. And that doesn't mean that it can't be a super profitable business. It, there is no question. It's insanely profitable if you structure it right. However. If that's the purpose, the, the primary purpose for why you're doing it, people are going to smell it. They're not going to be interested. And I'll tell you, you won't be a very effective coach either. You'll get burnt out. You will. You'll get burned out, and you'll be you'll be looking at how little you can give for the most amount of money. And instead, we try to say, how can we deliver such an incredible experience that it is the the thing that people want to pay first? You know, where how can we deliver such a phenomenal experience where if they had a choice this month between you know, their food or their coaching bill, how can it be so good that they would rather pay their coaching bill? And that might sound a little bit harsh. Uh, it might sound a little bit money driven, but I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about value. How can you deliver so much value that people value their experience in your coaching or your mastermind group uh, just as much, if not more than food? <laughs> yeah. You know? And if you can deliver that kind of experience, you will create a raving fan, fan base, and they will not leave. We've had uh, Steve Cook and I have had our main coaching group going since 2009, and we've got a lot of people that are in our coaching group today are the same people that were in our coaching group in 2009 that started with us, and how, which is unheard of, by the way, in a coaching industry. How in the world could you possibly have a coaching student stay in your group for seven or eight years? Well, the answer is simple. Create such an incredible experience for them that they don't want to leave. You know, it's not that somebody can't leave. They can leave anytime they choose to. But they continue to stay and they continue to pay a coaching bill every single month. The only way they're going to do that is if they're being delivered high amounts of value. Right. Well, you know, one of the reasons, Sean, I wanted to create this kind of training and this workshop is because I see a lot of bad coaching out there. And I see a lot of people that are trying to coach, maybe shouldn't, or are maybe could be good coaches, but they just, they, they, they find that they're trading dollars for hours they're they're not really being as effective as they could be, right? Oh, you know what else too? The other biggest problem I see, there's a lot of really good coaches out there that are horrible businessmen right. or women. And so there's some of the best coaches in the world have no clue how to get people to pay them for coaching. So you can be the greatest coach on earth, but if you have no clue how to market those skills and no clue how to monetize them, well, you know, it's almost worthless because if you can't get somebody into your coaching group or your experience, you can't help them. You know, and that's a, the biggest problem I see is people that are great coaches suck at selling their coaching services. Well, they don't know how to attract the right customers, the right clients. They don't know how to convert them. They don't know how to sell. That's a big problem. They don't know how to sell, and they don't know how to deliver the value to them so that you know their clients get the maximum results possible. So there's. When, when Sean and I, we've been talking about this workshop for, boy, a couple years maybe almost. And we finally did our first one back a couple, three months ago. We had 12 people come from all over the country. And it was amazing. It was so much fun getting to hang out with some really cool people that are wanting to start and, or improve their coaching businesses. And one of them was Brian. Can you talk about Brian Tripp a little bit here from Alabama? I interviewed him recently on the podcast, by the way. Oh, did you? Cool. Yeah. Brian's a great guy. Uh, Brian lives in a relatively small community in Alabama. And 
you know, his biggest challenge was he said, I've got a great business built up. I want to teach. I want to share what I have learned in my real estate business with other people, but I don't really have an audience yet. Uh, I have no clue how to monetize. I want to do some coaching. I don't know what to charge for it. I don't know how to structure it or whatever. So the first day of the event, we usually spend the entire day laying out. There's about eight different ways you can structure your coaching business. And the first thing you have to decide is what you want to get out of your coaching business so that you can decide what structure you want to do. So in Brian's case, he decided that he wanted to help real estate investors through their first three to five deals. So in his coaching group, we encouraged him to do a model that I've done in the past that worked very, very well, where you bring people in, um, they pay an upfront fee, they also pay a monthly fee to be in the program, but they actually get their upfront fee back after they do some some deals. And so the whole goal is the, of this is for the coach, Brian, to do a few deals with his students. That way he can profit on the deals as well. So Brian went back home, he structured his coaching program where people pay $5,000 to get in the program and they pay a monthly fee, although I don't remember what it was, maybe four or $500 a month. And they get their five grand back once they have completed their deals. So their goal is to complete five rehabs over the course of either six months to a year. I don't remember what the, the uh, date was that he finally chose. We show people different numbers uh, or different amounts of time to structure. But I think he chose six months or a year or something like that. And so the student's goal is to close five deals. So Brian's job as a coach get the students through their first five deals, help them make money. So Brian makes money. He makes half of the profit on those five deals. The student puts some money up front to have some skin in the game. They pay a monthly fee to stay in the game, but the, the student gets their entire upfront back because Brian doesn't want their upfront. What he wants is the deal splits and he wants to help coach the students. So Brian's success is uh, sort of along the same lines as the students. That way they both have the same goals. And, uh, you know, Brian, just a couple months after we got an email from him saying he had already gotten, I believe, five students. One of them, yeah. one of them did not want to do deal splits, so he paid $10,000 up front. And the other four, I believe, did want to do deal splits just as the program uh, suggested, and they each paid five grand up front. And I, it was four or 500 bucks a month. I don't remember the number. But uh, bottom line is they are all well on their way to doing deal splits together. And Brian's a great coach. The challenge with Brian is he had no clue how to monetize any of this stuff. Right. And I think, Sean, some people have the concern that, you know, I don't have a big podcast or I'm not nationally recognized or um, I don't know how to do webinars. I'm not even that good on the computer. I mean, do you have to be like nationally known? Do you have to have a huge list? Do you have to be really good at webinars and all that stuff to run a good coaching program, Sean? Well, the obvious answer is no, but it, some of this is how you're going to structure this is going to depend on what your skill sets are. So in Brian's case, Brian is not techno savvy and he does not have a following. So we started encouraging with Brian, you know, what can you do that you've got that you can tap into right away where you can get yourself an audience to present this to. And so even though Brian didn't have this ready yet, he just, he literally went to meetup.com and he started a little meetup group in his local area. And now that doesn't work for everybody. In Brian's case, that was a great fit. It's not a fit for everybody, but in Brian's case, he started a little meetup. And by the time it was his third month of meetings, this is like a little mini RIA group or Real Estate Investor Association. By the time he had his third meetup, he already had 75 people coming to the meetup. And so here he's got an audience that wasn't there three months ago that he literally created out of thin air. 
And within three months, he's got 75 people coming to see him every single month. Now, again, that wouldn't be the recipe that I would give everybody. But, you know, some people are more technical savvy like you are, Joe, and they can create some of this stuff on the Internet. Or some people may enjoy that, but they're not technical savvy. Maybe they don't know how to do that stuff yet, but they need to learn. That's why I decided uh, when Joe invited me to do this event with him, gosh, a couple years ago, we decided to do this together because we both have completely different backgrounds where Joe is really technical savvy and I am not at all. So I've built up most of my coaching with speaking, uh, with word of mouth, with referrals, with just trying to deliver so much value that people tell their friends about it. But Joe has taken a much more structured approach where Joe has the technical savvy to be able to get students that have never heard of him before to sign up. And he does a lot of this stuff through his internet marketing background. So, you know, I was excited to do this event, Joe, specifically with you, because I learned just as much from you as I taught during the event. You know, I don't know that stuff like you know it. Well, it was a lot of fun. That's kind of in my wheelhouse. I really enjoy the technical side of things and how to build a list or build a following, how to do the marketing, how to run the webinars and the funnels and the online stuff. And I, let's do this, Sean. Um, let's break this up into two podcasts. Okay. And um, let's talk on our second podcast about the different models of coaching. All right. Um, but guys, again, if you want more information about this coach workshop that we have, it doesn't matter really if you're not even in it real estate. It, it still will apply to whatever business you're in. If you are tech savvy or if you aren't, it doesn't matter. We will, we, we're going to present at least four or five different models for coaching four or five different ways to attract the right students in, how to uh, convert them uh, into your program, and how to deliver the coaching program. We talk about all those different aspects of it, and it's going to be really amazing. We're limiting it to 12 people. It's not a big workshop where everybody's sitting in a big room. It's We're sitting around a table, a large table, and it's kind of like we want to actually get things implemented. We don't want you walking away with a huge to-do list we want you walking away with a done list. Like, this is what my coaching program is going to look like. This is what I'm going to do. So you can actually hit the ground running. So if you're interested in more about this, then go to this website, thecoachtrainers.com, thecoachtrainers.com, and just check it out. We have a little video on there of Sean and I talking more about it. And if you're interested, you could fill out a survey, an application thing at the end. It's not for everybody. We do want to talk with you. Sean will get on the phone and talk with you about your goals and kind of what you want to accomplish and see if we are a good fit. And if we are, the way it works, we don't have the dates yet, but for everybody that is approved, then we will ask you to give us your blackout dates. So over the next 30 to 60 days, give us the dates that will not work for you. And when we find out, when you find a three-day window where it will work for everybody, we will actually um, schedule it at that point. It'll be in St. Louis. And uh, it'll be really cool. So go to thecoachtrainers.com. Sean, let's end this now, and we'll start a new one. Is that cool? Sounds good, man. All right, guys. See ya.